podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited. You've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and you as our listener would be edified. For more information about us, especially if you're new, I would please encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out a lot more information about us. We have a statement of faith, a way to financially support us. There is an index page of question and answers that we have already done in the past. We've only indexed the question and answer sessions to try to help people uh, who might have that same question. If they want to go back and listen to it, you can. And I know on almost all these podcasting apps, you can go back and listen to all of our podcasts. In fact, we we notice occasionally when we get a new listener, that's exactly what happens. They go back and download all of them. We get lots of good, positive feedback. We certainly appreciate that and give God praise for that. If you are a prayer warrior, please go to the webpage as well and check that webpage out where prayer requests, where people really have asked for prayers. We always have a, a weekly segment there at the bottom of that page. Uh, we take countries and we kind of pull them out of a hat usually and try to... Uh, Ask our prayer warriors, please, please go to uh, that webpage and pray for the nation that we've posted. Uh, there has been a couple of times we've left that same nation up for more than one week, and there was a reason for that. Maybe they're in a conflict, and there's just something really going on uh, with the church there that we've become aware of. And we're, we have so many listeners around the world, and many listeners are not even in Christian-type nations. Actually, a majority of them are very uh, much against Christianity. And so I I try to be careful what I talk about over the Internet with the uh, people who do listen to that. If you live in a country that you're being persecuted, please know uh, we here at Biblical Question, we pray each and every day for the persecuted church around the world. And so know that we are praying for you, and I certainly hope all of our listeners would become more aware of the persecution of Christians around the world, and please pray for them. And so, and many people are just really searching. Uh, they, they're they wanting a Bible, or they just obtained one somehow, and it, it could really cost them a lot uh, to have that Bible and study and learn about Jesus. So... Uh, please, uh, folks, if you're still living in a country where you have that freedom to own a Bible and read it and study it, I would encourage you to to do so on a daily basis. We are so... Uh, I know people get mad when I use the word spoiled in the Western world, here in the United States especially, uh, but we are actually starting to lose a lot of our freedoms as well. They are slowly the government... That's picking them apart, and we uh, we're losing that freedom of religion. I know in Canada, uh, you cannot speak against certain lifestyles uh, without the risk of going to jail, be fined, and so, and that will be soon in the U.S. It's it's just a matter of time, Uh, unless Christians, honestly, if we would all go to the voting booth and vote. If we would make our opinions publicly known, uh, 
writing letters to the editors of our local paper. I know newspapers are not what they used to be, but a lot of people still read them in certain parts of the country, especially these politicians when you start writing things about them. Uh, you will grab their attention. They have somebody that they pay uh, on their staff to go through uh, the letters to the editors and the political sections. Uh, they want to know what the people in their districts and their states or whatever uh, are thinking. And so you can influence them. I have done that several times. And believe it or not, uh, without even giving a phone number out, they can find you and they can call you. And so... We, we really need uh, to be a, a, a bigger and louder voice than we are as Christians in this country in the U.S. And uh, I can't speak uh, for other countries. I don't know how their systems work. I, I know in a communist country, it, sadly, so many people in the United States now are really wanting to welcome in a socialist, communist-type setting. And I don't know if they realize how many rights and freedoms they would give up. And, and uh, if you protest or speak against the government, uh, you, you might find yourself in jail. And so we just really are really blessed. Well, enough of the politics. I try to keep politics out of this podcast as much as possible. Uh, the old saying, religion and politics don't mix. And there's some truth to that, I guess. But here's, excuse me, here's the point that I'm trying to make. We as Christians... We are to influence the world in a positive, loving way. And I understand that sometimes people say, well, you can't love them if you're speaking against their uh, what they believe or their lifestyle. And it's a misunderstanding on their part, uh, and you kind of got to figure out how to go around that. And one way is to simply say, I do love you. I care about you. I, I worry about your soul. I want you to have all the blessings that God has stored up for you. And there's just so many examples when nations reject uh, God and his word. You can look at Israel. Look what happened to them throughout their history. And so uh, they go into captivity. They go into slavery. And so, and that can happen to us as individuals too. Okay, so I did get a question uh, from a very young person They uh they were 12, they said, and they had mom and dad's permission to to contact me and email me, which I'm glad that they did ask their parents, and I'm glad that the parents said okay. And this 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 young person is from Europe, and uh, he's really trying to get a better idea of some uh, words that uh, are used in sermons and podcasts and and I think this is good. And apparently, uh, it was quite a lengthy email. But the person uh, also admitted that their, their mom and dad really didn't know the answers and that they all are kind of seeking out and, and they're listening to the podcast on a regular basis. And I do know uh, from the reports we get from our SoundCloud accounts and things, Apple, we have quite a few listeners in Europe. And so... I don't know if there are folks that are in the military uh, serving in Europe or on business or, or what. I, I've not figured it out. Nobody's told me. So I, I picked out, he, he sent me a, quite a list, and I'm going to try to answer them. And they're not necessarily in any 
order, alphabetical order. Maybe they should be. And uh, and uh, please, if you have a Bible, open it, follow along. I plan on reading a few verses here and there to try to explain a little bit better uh, of the meaning of the word and maybe words example of. So the first one is amen. Uh, you know, when we lead a prayer publicly, even maybe even privately, you know, we say that word amen. And why do we do that? Is that just a tradition? Well, uh, there is tradition in it, I am sure. I'm not a big traditional fan. Uh, depends what it is, but uh, amen has this meaning of so be it or or certainly so. Uh, and so uh, I know it's out of habit when you're at church and somebody leads a prayer and the whole group says this is amen. And there there is no thought uh, to that amen response. And there really needs to be in our part, honestly, folks. I because you're telling God, let it be so. Uh, you're telling God that you're in complete agreement with that person who just prayed. And if it's a great prayer and you agree, then fine. Uh, but just to, just to have heartily just say amen, just because that's what everybody else is doing, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Our words do mean something, especially before God. And so I know in sign language... Uh, uh, the the sign that we would use would be, uh, I put my stamp of approval on it uh, type sign. It's what that would be. Uh, some words I honestly don't translate well from one language to another. And so if you know more than one language, you'll understand what I'm trying to get at there. So if a person, again, has prayed a great prayer and it was a heartfelt prayer or what, and you, and you say amen, that's fine. Uh, that's not a problem, but that's really what the word means. Just, I agree with it. I'm putting my stamp of approval on it. Uh, so let it be type thing. Uh, the next word that he asked was about uh, Gehenna. Uh, Gehenna is one of those words used for hell. It it comes from the Hebrew uh, background of a word. Uh, and it has a valley of, of Hinnom in it. Uh, if you go study this out a little bit. This is the same name for a place that was south of the old city of Jerusalem, where uh, that's where their trash pile was. Uh, we might call it a landfill or or the garbage dump, whatever. It depends on where you're at, what they call it. But it, what goes on there is uh, they would literally they just burn their trash because that was the only way they could get rid of it. Uh, all kinds of waste, whatever. Uh, they did everything they could to burn that. Uh, for sanitary reasons, I'm sure. And uh, they didn't have ways of burying uh, large amounts of, uh, of garbage. I know our garbage here goes to a landfill, and uh, it's buried. It's covered up. And so, but they burn it. And there's a lot of places, I'm sure, in the world that still burn uh, their garbage or their trash. But keep in mind here, this is also the same place. Uh, this place was so despised uh, because in the past, the, the yeah, Israelites, when they were idol-worshipping, they would make an idol and they would secure uh, this idol under their child's arm or whatever, 
legs, and they would offer their children alive and just throw them in the fire uh, to this God. And King Josiah, uh, he would abolish this horrible, horrible practice that was made into a garbage heap. I mean, again, bodies of diseased animals, uh, executed criminals uh, that nobody wanted to bury, uh, family didn't want to give a proper burial to. Uh, they just well, they took them, and they burned, uh, I burned them there. So uh, that's what that word means. It's kind of where it comes for, from. And I can only imagine the smell and why they would use that idea or that term uh, to place it with, uh, with hell. Okay, and so uh, covenant was another one that this young person asked about. And basically... Uh, it's just an agreement between two parties. And that's really what a covenant is. It's kind of like a contract. So if you t- open the Bible and follow me here in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. And this is from the English Standard Version. Here is uh, a- a- where that word is used early on in the, in the Bible. Uh, Genesis 15, verse 18 says on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your offspring, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. And so there, 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 that is one example of this covenant that where this word is being used. Jesus would also use this word covenant in Luke chapter 22, verse 20. Luke 22, verse 20. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So this covenant, this signature going on, it's the blood of Christ that will be making that signature for us. A covenant is, um, again, simply just, uh, a, a law, an agreement that was made between God and man. Now, you can make a covenant with your parents, uh, make a promise uh, that you will obey them, that you will follow their rules in the house, uh, what that type of thing. And so another word is apostle. Uh, now, this young man did not ask this question or had this word in, but uh, I thought I might throw it in here. Uh, apostle is a word that uh, derives from the Greek, uh, and it has this meaning, one who is sent. An apostle is simply a person who embraces or advocates for another person's idea or beliefs. Again, somebody has to send you to be an apostle uh, in this Greek term. Uh, at the beginning of, of his ministry, Jesus called 12 apostles uh, to follow him and then to serve him and then he would send them out with the gospel message. Paul, the apostle, Paul would become uh, an apostle of Jesus after his encounter with the risen Lord on, on the road to Damascus in the book of Acts. We Again, we often think of this word that only applies to the 12 men uh, who Jesus handpacked for his ministry and that's not completely true, okay? It, 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 that is a good term to use for them. That's not, that's, I don't have a problem with that. But turn with me to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, very few people 
uh, realize or, or ever been taught uh, that Jesus himself was also an apostle. And so uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 states this, Consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So who sent Jesus? The Father. And he sent him out, and they do, he delivers this message. And then this same Greek word is actually used in John chapter 3, verse 17. This says, uh, people always like to quote verse 16 and 17. And uh, I, I don't know that they always realize what they're saying or quoting. it. They've never really done a word study uh, with this. But John chapter 3, verse 17 says, For God did not send, notice that word, send, is sent into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. So in other words, here's a mission, and he has a message, and God sent him. Okay, so that uh, kind of gives this idea of the word apostle. The word alms uh, is simply giving, and this was one of the questions he did have, uh, giving alms is, in general just basically means giving, uh, Freely giving money or food or clothing uh, to those who are in need, such as a blind person, a widow, uh, somebody, uh, an orphan, somebody who really needed uh, help. And so it's not a word that we use a lot in the church today. Uh, and we really uh, we rely on the government to take care of all that. And really the church probably ought to step up and, and be more involved with that. The word Christ, it just literally uh, means an appointed one or the chosen one. And in the Greek, it is equivalent to the word Messiah. And you can see that in John chapter 1, verse 41. John chapter 1, verse 41 says, He first found his own brother uh, Simeon, and he said to him, We have found the Messiah which means Christ, which is actually translated for you right there in your Bible. Uh, the word confess, uh, boy, this is something we sure don't want to admit we've done something wrong, because that's really kind of what we're doing. We're confessing that we've done something one, or wrong. Excuse me. Uh, we're admitting that we have sinned uh, with, against God, against his word, against the, uh, his laws and the Bible, uh, and so, but you can also confess your faith. In other words, you're, you're proclaiming to the world uh, that you have this faith in Christ, that you believe in Christ. The, the definition for faith is uh, the object or thing believed in. Because you and I can have faith in our children. Uh, we can have faith in a lot of things. And so the object or thing believed in would be the answer to that. Uh, redemption, we kind of talked about this just briefly a little bit. Uh, this is an act of paying uh, a purchase price, which is for uh, sinners and is delivered from sin and death. And then you can read that in Romans chapter 3. Turn with me there if you get your Bible. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. There you can see Romans three twenty-four, And are justified by his grace by grace, a gift through the redemption that is found in Christ Jesus. 
You can also read that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Repentance. Uh, repentance is a change in our mind. It's a change of a heart. It's a changing of your attitude. You're, you're turning away from the things that you love and God hates. And let's face it, we sin because we like it. And we, it, it's not always easy to walk away from it, but we really need to. We need to have this change of mind. We need to repent, and we need to turn to God. We're turning away from our sin and the lustful, the desires that we have of the world, and we are turning to God. And you can see that in Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 3. And Luke chapter 5, verse 32. So we will read Luke 5, 32. And here is Jesus speaking. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners, to repentance. And so those who are righteous, uh, they have already repented. They are, they're walking in the light of Christ and doing what they need to be doing. And so... That would lead us to salvation. Uh, salvation is this deliverance uh, from sin, from death, or the wrath of God. And we don't talk a lot about the wrath of God as much as we did years ago. I think it's a topic that is very much overlooked. God is a wrathful God. He is also a God of love. He's a very balanced God. I know in our world and our culture... It is not politically correct to talk about the wrath of God, how he destroys countries and nations and uh, people, and eventually uh, the wrath of God will be on the day of judgment. And so the wrath of God is something that really uh, we all should fear. Uh, this idea of salvation, again, uh, is found in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. In the New Testament, be Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3, but I'm going to read from Psalm 13, verse 5. Psalm 13, verse 5. So again, if you have a Bible, turn with me there and read with me, please. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And so uh, we should be uh, so thankful and joyful for our salvation. The world is full of heartaches and full of troubles, and not only on a global scale, but even sometimes really in our own homes so with finances, health issues, uh, husbands and wives trying to get uh, on the same page on different things. And so we really, no matter what, we should be so joyful that we have Christ in his blood. Another definition that a young man asked for was sin. And this is really just a lawlessness. It's a disobedience to, to God, his will. Um, we break his law. And most people, I, I'm going to read several verses here, uh, too, actually. First John chapter 3, verse 4. First John chapter 3, verse 4. And then Romans chapter 3. Verse 23. So if you have a Bible there, you want to start turning, you can. We can sin uh, the, the, the willingly, knowingly through word or deed, but there's also a sin that we don't talk about a whole lot, and that is the sin of omission. And so let's read here. 1 John 
chapter 3, verse 4. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I, I know many people don't think, well, I'm not that bad of a person. God would never condemn me. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself in that category. All that matters is what God says and what he thinks. And at the end of the day, he has already judged that all of us are sinners. And so we have to have the blood of Christ. And we need to make others aware of their sin. And that's not easy to do, but we need to do that tactfully. If you read Ezekiel chapter 18, you will see there that God does hold us accountable for the sins that we see going on around us, and we don't speak up, uh, that person's blood could be on our hands. And the example here, another one, would be James chapter 4, verse 17. James chapter 4, verse 17, and this idea of uh, the sin of omission. Uh, anyone, this is James four seventeen. anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. Uh, so again, this idea of a sin of omission is is the result of you and me not doing something which the Word of God teaches that we really need to do and what we need to say, perhaps. And so that would be this idea of, I know you're living in sin, I, I see you stealing, uh, and I don't say anything, don't try to help you out of that situation. Um, that would be the sin of omission. Christianity, folks, is not a game. It is a real serious business. It is not a child's game. This is a grown-up game. And I appreciate this young man really trying to grab hold of this. This this is really a blessing to me. And so we're going to have one more word here. And he had uh, the question about, and that would be sanctification. Sanctification. Uh, we have a lot of big fancy words in the uh, in the church, and uh, sometimes we've known these uh, answers, but it's been a long time. And I was kind of glad that he uh, he actually asked me that. I thought, well, I need I need to go back through that myself, maybe. And uh, we get so caught up in trying to get deeper and deeper that sometimes we forgot where we started from. And so sanctification, and then we will wrap this up. If you have a Bible and want to follow along, I encourage you to go with me to John 17, verse 17. John 17, verse 17. Here is Jesus. This is what I would call the Lord's Prayer. Uh, John 17, 17 says, uh, Jesus speaking, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So, in other words, and the Greek here is, set them apart for the holy service of God. Let, let us all be set apart from the world. Uh, your, your, your word is truth. That is a basic terminology and wording that you can find uh, throughout the Bible. I know the book of Psalms in 119 uh, has that. And, and Samuel in his writings would talk about the word of God is the truth. And so this is really how we should live our life. 
by his word. His word is truth. His word will save us from the eternal punishment. And so whether most religions of the world believe that we are eternal beings, Christianity uh, puts a little different uh, focus on it. That we're not going to come back as an animal or a cloud or a tree or whatever. That our soul will continue on living. And there are no second chances once we leave this earth, once Christ returns uh, or calls us home, whichever happens first, it is over. And so life on earth is not easy. Being a Christian is even harder. Uh, we see the world. I see the world as sugar. And everything out there tastes good, it tastes sweet, and you eat it and eat it, and you, and you put it in your life, in your lifestyle, and before you know it, you're really sick and you're dying. Uh, you've got a horrible disease. You know, I think of diabetes. You know, what a, at first, it's not necessarily a, a bad disease that the person doesn't realize or think long term. And years down the road, they are really suffering. They're losing toes and fingers and limbs. And their diet is very, very restrictive. And so we need to use that idea in our spiritual walk. Uh, if we're going to eat all the things of the world, eventually it's going to make us really sick. And we're going to have lots of spiritual health issues. And we could even die from that, spiritually speaking. But if we are the salt of the earth, we're making people thirsty for the word. And I know salt causes high blood pressure and all of that as well. But we need to make other people thirsty for the word of God. We, we need to be that attraction. You know, you can be a good Christian young man. Uh, and people will notice. I know people at work have commented to me several times uh, at the factory where we work that uh, they've never heard me cuss or use swear words or uh, tell dirty jokes. You know, they, they notice there's something different about you. And I think uh, that is really, really good. Uh, a former supervisor there, I mean, he put stuff, words on my reviews that are really godly words, and I don't know that he really realizes that or not, but uh, I took it that way and saw it very clearly, and I just gave God thanks and praise for that. Uh, and, and so I hope, young man, uh, you asked me not to give your name, and that's fine. I respect that. And so, uh, and you're under uh, 18, so I probably wouldn't have done it anyway. But uh, if you have any more questions, please email me. Uh, through the uh, web page like you did, and anybody else that has a question out there, uh, we certainly uh, would love to have it. We will do our best to answer it. And then, uh, and then there's another kind of off-the-wall question that comes from somebody else and says that, you know, your podcast, we really enjoy it, uh, get a lot of good information from it, but it's just not a lot of whistles and bells. How do you ever plan to compete against the several large so-called Christian-type podcast. and Well, first of all, that's not my intention. It's never has been our intention, I should say, uh, to do that. Our intent is simply to, to bring you a, a biblically sound message that will help you and encourage you to, to dig deeper in the Word of God if you're searching, to help you and encourage you to, to make that commitment uh, 
to be a Christian and walk in the light. We have people from all around the world. We know missionaries in lots of different places. And if I don't know a missionary in the country that you live, I can find one. It might take me a couple of weeks, but I can certainly find one. And I'd be happy to, to point that person to you if you would like to have somebody uh, one-on-one with you. Uh, I would be great. I know here where we're at, more and more people are going to worshiping in their homes. They're really getting away from the, I call it the mega churches, the big denominational groups uh, that are out there. In fact, many of them in this area, uh, the buildings are closed. And so... Uh, they've never reopened after COVID, and that kind of makes me wonder about things. And so I started looking around and talking to people. And of course, many people just fell away. Church with them for them was just a social event, and church is not a social event. It is a place that we get together and worship God. And we can do that at our city park, in our homes. Uh, we can do that anywhere. We just think of church as a, a brick-and-mortar building. And it's just a building, just a place that we meet. And so uh, I see nothing wrong with meeting with uh, people in your homes uh, as long as the Word of God is open and uh, you're having serious prayers and asking God really to guide that worship service. Uh, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And so I have gabbled and, and rambled on long enough. And so I do appreciate you uh, and all of our listeners and please, please, if you enjoy the podcast, please hit that like button. Make sure you follow us and leave comments on the podcast. People really like to read that. We we get comments in the email here, but we don't get a lot under the podcast itself that are made public. So if I see one that has profanity, I'll tell you right up front. I will figure out how to remove that. I I have no use for that. If you don't like to podcast, it is certainly your privilege. Uh, we have had very little of that, though. I don't want to scare people. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, hit that button so you get the alerts for next week when we release our podcast. We thank you again for listening, and may God bless you, and may He have the glory.